Hello and welcome to another episode of Voice of Crypto, where we talk about Web3, blockchain, metaverse, crypto, and everything in between. And today I have a very, very special guest. And I, while I was talking to her, I, I, uh, there's an interesting story which she will talk about as well. So welcome on, on the podcast, Divya Prashant. Uh, thank you for coming in here. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Divya, you, so Divya was telling me she, she is an artist by heart, but moved towards technology. And, and that's all what, what, I mean, her soul is of an artist and her brain is, is of, of a technology geek. So uh, Divya, why don't you tell, tell us about your interesting story? Yeah, great. Yeah. So I think very early on, I had to make a choice uh, in terms of whether I, I take up art or technology. And uh, I think at that point in time, it definitely feel like uh, technology was more sustainable. So I I kind of pursued uh, technology. Uh, and uh, over the years, uh, you know, I built my um, career within the technology space that is in data science and blockchain. And when this whole uh, sort of NFT revolution happened and, you know, the excitement that it kind of brought to the blockchain space, I saw it was art that was leading the way. Uh, but when talking to my artist friends, it became very apparent that they were literally feeling disenfranchised because, um, you know, they, the concept of what is a smart contract, what is an ERC 721, what is an ERC 1155, you know, what uh, are they, you know, what is a shared contract? You know, when I put my art on a, a marketplace, will I lose it or won't I lose it? And there are people who are losing a lot of IP. Um, in, in the way they were going about creating these NFTs. And so that you know, made me uh, sit back and say, hey, we need to do something about this. And for me, it was a, a moment of uh, wanting to pause and see what can be done um, to empower and enable artists, because this is one once in a lifetime opportunity where the artist again shines again. And that was the whole sort of um, uh, uh, <laughs> thing behind me starting this uh, platform and so we started hq nfts which is a no-code platform uh, where you can create nft collections without a single line of code great great divya so i mean for any guest who come on my podcast i i always ask this this question and i think this has been a common theme between all of us is none of us plan to get into web3 it, it all happened because of an accident or an incident uh, uh, so do you remember that that precise moment, that precise incident slash accident when you got into this rabbit hole and we all are in it together? No. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been following uh, NFT from an analyst point of view, from a mm-hmm. uh, you know, technology enthusiast point of view since about 2017. Yeah, uh, yeah 2000, I mean, I, I, I've, and I've... Um, looked at it more keenly from 2017 well I have you know was aware of it, of it maybe from 2013 onwards um and uh, but I think the big change uh, really the sort of shift to create this no code platform really happened when I was at an event and I had spoken at the event and I came out of it and I was having a conversation with this uh with a couple of artists and they said 
hey, can you help us? You know, we uh, we just uh, put our collection on a marketplace, and I think it's a shared contract, and we don't know how we can um, how we can migrate these these individuals individuals to the metaverse. And then it became very apparent that people are now stuck because once they've done it, there's no you know the, the second step becomes a little more trickier. While it is possible to still migrate people from the uh, shared contracts onto you know and get them. Uh, Give them access to the metaverse it just became very apparent that there was this a, a new a solution needed uh, needed uh, was needed there where you they needed to have their own contracts it's got to be not as complex and difficult and it's got to be easy and that's really my sort of uh turning point at the i would say because at that point in time we were actually building an analytical tool for uh valuation of nfts and I mean, seeing that there was a need for a no-code platform literally had to pause and say yes i think we should we should investigate what is happening what are the options that are out there and that's how we went about uh the no code platform yeah okay so so when when was your platform launched divya yeah so this uh, the no code platform was just recently launched uh, in november uh so it's been about a good exciting 3 months or so yeah mm-hmm. and and the kind of traction which you're getting is it only from the the uh, artist side or brands are also coming in and they're understanding this this platform and this whole new web3 environment it's a very interesting question actually while we started for the artist community it's uh, we've branched out into digital poaps audience management poaps and audience engagement poaps so we've done a few events uh, where we've used these nfts uh, as uh, audience engagement so based on the unique traits on the nfts um you know the you know there is there is um people are given away free drinks and in some cases and in uh, and in a couple of cases given away free tickets to another event and such so it's taking a it's a taking a completely new sort of um form which is very exciting because at the end of the day these applications only come alive when there is a need and how the market kind of uh, you know takes it and uses it absolutely i mean i i completely agree with you and and i think this is uh, an entrepreneur's journey which you said that i we wanted to maybe create an analytics platform but we saw an opportunity here and once you have launched this platform uh, the product will i mean whatever we want this product to happen lots of time we don't reach there but there's a different thing which which come all together so so i hope that is also going going well in your artist and brand side uh, as yeah as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So one of one of the most you know exciting projects that we did recently was um, we tied up with Scott Page uh, from the legendary saxophonist from the Pink Floyd fame, and his NFT collection is going to the moon. So we actually worked on the collection. and um, these are actually digital nfts so while the act- while the main art piece and the nft was going to the moon we created an entire collection like a homage around you, that you mean to say it was literally going to moon yes or, it or is. not in the crypto language no it's literally oh, going to the moon wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you know on a space spaceship <laughs> Uh-huh. so it's very exciting it's a it's a it's a fant- it's going on a spacex uh, rocket if i'm not mistaken wow. 
uh, sometime in March. So, so there's a lot of excitement uh, around it. And so we created like a whole collection as a homage collection for that uh, particular launch. And it was a digital experience where people who, you know, who came for that, uh, for the event on the day were given these NFTs away. And they were, uh, if you had a golden saxophone and a golden rocket and, you know, some other traits, then you got a free drink. Yeah. So there's a, yeah. So th as you can see, there's a lot of, um, how these things come about in terms of the applications, it's, uh, uh, it is interesting because it's at the end of the day, these things get molded and changed based on the need. Uh, and there is a huge need for audience engagement and audience management mm. uh, sort of applications out there. While Puap has is definitely a great way. Now with what we have... We Sorry, can, Divya, um, I have to stop you. What is what is a Puap for, for all oh, our users and me as well? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So it's a, a, a Puap, so... Uh, Perhaps are a type of NFT, which is a proof of attendance protocol. Okay. So meaning when you are in, at an event to, um, to kind of commemorate that event or to kind of uh, prove an attendance to that event, you can you get a, a proof of attendance NFT. Uh, and uh, so, so I have to be physically present there to, to ideally, get yes. that NFT. Okay. Absolutely, you have to be physically pre present. So now we use, so we take that POAP to the next level where Using the proof of uh, attendance uh, protocol, we now engage with the audience. Hmm. So let's say we've created a collection of 100 NFTs and there are 100 people in the audience. Now we can gamify it by saying, if you have a golden uh, uh, you know, rocket in your, on your NFT collection, then you get uh, free drinks for the day. And hmm. um, Or if you have a, a, a borders with golden edges, then you get access to the music, um, to the artist uh, yeah. who is uh, in the house. So this is how you can gamify and engage people using uh, an audience engagement po app. And that's really where we you know, started um, getting into. And in many ways, we, we are probably the first to kind of use um, the... Um, PFP generative art style NFTs to to create these po apps, so it's very easy uh, and very seamless to create these um, engagements around the event. Interesting. I think yeah. I mean, this is what you what you and your team are creating a real use case of NFTs rather than just putting monkey NFTs or monkey images everywhere. So and and I see this is this is just the start. The way I mean, obviously once you explore these these po apps or uh, these NFTs, more use cases will start coming in uh, together for, for a fidgety, uh, kind of NFT. So uh, from your point of view, what what are some of the interesting use cases of these NFTs which, which you have seen or which you are creating or which you foresee should come which, which people don't know yet? Yeah. So for, for us, I think straight away, this whole concept of physical, digital NFTs is like a you know, game changer because firstly, people who are not uh, Web3 savvy now get an idea. Oh, it's, it is an NFT and then I can actually scan it and mm. I can take it away. Mm. And that is super powerful, right? And um, uh, in terms of the innovations that might come through, my, my best guess is that uh, there'll be a, 
like uh, you know there is a merger of this physical and digital world and it's going to be in every sense i think mm. it's going to be a physical it could be a card it could be the blockchain it could be the metaverse it could be the ar so it could mm. be a, it's like it's going to be such yes. a experience such a holistic experience that you could have cards which have give you ar experiences mm. you could have nfts uh, audience management nfts that give you access into the metaverse and also into the real world. So mm. it's going to be that sort of merger of these technologies that is going to be the next step, I suppose. And then what is very less explored is within the gaming space, how it's going to revo revolutionize, uh, you know, regular gaming, um, that is your football and our cricket and such. Mm. There are already some, you know, pioneers within the space which are, who are already kind of doing great things, but that's another sort of untapped. Well, gaming as in um, your... Uh, PC gaming is of course been there, but the the real world gaming and and you know, okay. the digital world coming together is going to be uh, a brand new experience, mm -hmm. and uh, and all of the classic use cases like the use of uh, fractionalization, uh, you know, within the art world or in the mm -hmm. real estate world. That those are some of the really uh, unique uh, sort of uh, applications that are, some of them are experimenting with, some of them are really kind of succeeding with. So this is over the next couple of years, we'll kind of play out, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So also, also, I mean, a, a very big problem, which, which I see is there are multiple NFT platforms, multiple things, but and and interportability is 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 an issue. I mean, it it is it is something like if I have a Leica mobile, I can only call to a Leica mobile user. I cannot call to somebody else. So where do you think from from a technology point of view? And since you are are, are in the industry, you talk to a lot of people. Where are we on on that growth? Uh, and do you foresee that this interportability will come in soon? In how many years do you think we we are we still have? So yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. So I think this, for the we are at the very basic level, you know, with a lot of struggles at this point in time. There are very few, firstly, no code platforms. You know, mm. there are loads of uh, platforms which are low code, and they're really okay. good ones. Some of them are really good ones. But uh, for an artist to just suddenly pick up something and you know move on, it's very difficult. But at a developer level, it's much more easier. Mm. So at this point in time, you are at a place where you have uh, low code and capability for sometimes, mostly most of these uh, low codes are for specific EVMs or specific blockchains uh, or, or, and such. Um, but now slowly you're seeing more of uh, a multi-chain chain agnostic, like for instance, as a chain agnostic platform. So we do everything from Ethereum, Solana, and we're also doing the BSV chain. We just started work on the BSV chain. Uh, and uh, so we are like sort of chain agnostic, but this interportability is an in interesting aspect. And that's where, um, you know, there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of effort that needs to go into creating these bridges. There are a lot of, there is a lot of projects that are in the space, which are actually building these bridges, but I guess it's all about making it more um, accessible and uh, commercialized. It's basically making it accessible. That's the, going to be the, the challenge. So we will it, we will know, I guess, in the next one or two years, the projects which have already started working on these bridges or which are already uh, in their initial stages, how they kind of uh, mature, we'll have an idea in the next uh, you know year or so, I suppose. And and uh, Vivia, how many NFTs do you hold, or how many NFTs collections have you purchased? Do you have some some <laughs> of those OG NFT collectors as well? 
unfortunately i don't have any of the ogs <laughs> let me be very honest because i was to i i literally missed the boat with nfts i was seeing a lot of you know activity within the various spaces Looking like from the sideline as an yeah. analyst yeah from the clubhouse spaces uh, or the spaces and i was like what is happening right. so until i actually paused and i actually spent some time researching the technology and i was like wow this is amazing until then i was like okay this is just a bunch of jpgs <laughs> right, right. So, so hopefully you will create some new og nfts and then then you can hold hold them definitely. hopefully hopefully we have some what i want is i want people to come in and create collections and then to go on to become ogs i'll be like super excited i'll be i'll be super thrilled <laughs> so yeah i mean uh, we've got some really good artists some really actually yeah some very good artists have come on board and who are creating some amazing collections so i'll be super thrilled if i can say that you know uh, through our platform if you know an og has uh, come about and you know he's they've done some great work within the um, nft space are exciting <laughs> so so typically and and i'm i'm now asking you to shamelessly plug in your product as well here typically the the, the question which which i'm asking is typically if i have to start this from scratch let's say if i have the designs ready i get this uh, i get the smart contract done i get it maybe vetted from someone what is the time period which which takes in a normal time and and what time does it takes on your platform what yeah. the time difference yeah absolutely so if you look at this generative art styles right your crypto plums the board ape uh, mm. so it would requ- require a blockchain developer it requires scripts that you need to understand mm. base you should you know there are githubs but you should know how to, what what is in it you know mm. you've got to create these layers um you've got to create layers in photoshop or blender so it's it's it requires about three types of skill sets and it will minimum you know if you're just starting from scratch to understand the whole concept of how these things work it will at least take you two weeks minimum you know and in our platform as long as you have the photoshop layers or the um blender layers mm. right and the traits ready it's a matter of uh 15 minutes to create a collection of plants sorry it's sure. a it's a matter of uh, uh of uh simply uh, uh sorry i'll stop i just sure. i'll just say this again yeah i'm just going to switch it off so sorry sure sure didn't no have happen just going yeah sorry so the question again i'm so sorry apologies what is the question sorry so 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 the question is uh, what is the time uh, so let's let's take it from three levels what is the time which which somebody will take from starting from scratch what is uh, the amount of skill set and if they have to let's say hire resources as you said there are multiple skill sets required yeah. what is that it will take for somebody to go from a traditional uh, point of view whereas coming to a no code platform like yours yeah great so normally in terms of skill sets uh, you're looking at a blockchain developer an artist and even a data scientist because you need to analyze the rarity when you're when, when you're making it public right mm. so you so you in terms of technologies you would probably need blender or photoshop or similar technology to create those layers and then you need a developer to help you with both the blockchain aspect of it and also the web aspect of it hmm. and then uh, last but not the least you need to def- you need to uh, check out the rarity within your collection so you need a data scientist or an analyst 
basically, mm-hmm. um, business intelligence person to do. So within our platform, uh, all of this, and in terms of the cost, it, they can be anything from, you know, uh, 5,000 to 10,000 pounds quite easily. And timelines are also quite, um, about two weeks is what it takes. So on mm-hmm. our yeah, so on our platform, as long as there is um, the uh, NFT layers that are available, then it's just straightforward where you just go to the platform, plug in the layers, define your rarity within the layers and say, and we also have a calculator where you can calculate the, so if you want to create a collection of thousand NFTs, it'll tell you how many layers you need and how oh, many NFTs you need. Interesting. Yeah. So we have uh, a lot of options and then, uh, and along with that, um, once you're ready with your layer calculation, you have your uh, layers ready, just plug it through the platform, define the rarity, run the NFT engine, and it stitches all these layers together, creates unique, uh, you know, combinations uh, with different rarities and different traits mm-hmm. and spits it out, puts it on the uh, IPFS and the blockchain of your choice. So at this point mm-hmm. in time, we do Polygon, Ethereum, and we also do Solana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're also adding uh, the BSV chain as well. So, and all of this happens in in under, say, 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You just have to go and sell it. You don't have to, to, to waste your time or I would say invest too much time in creating this just plug and play and insert it wow absolutely because at the end of the day you you if you look at most of these projects it's, you have to put in that time for uh, community building okay. and if you're spending two three weeks just creating the nft or talking to resources you know it's just impossible in the and meantime the market can go from up to down so you never know so it's exactly it's, yeah so you just take okay. your eye off the ball right so okay. in that way this is how we can just speed up and take away the pain and, and the and the beauty of our, our NFTs is that the contract that you create is an ERC721, if it's an EVM uh, or such chain, mm-hmm. um, and then you can own it. It's your contract. So it's not a shared contract. It's not, oh. so that's the beauty of it. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to sell it on my, on, on the HQ NFTs, that's perfectly fine. You can actually take it away and put it onto it your website see, right. or okay. you can go to another marketplace. Even So the whole, the point was to be able to give power back to the artist. So it's like, right. I really believe that, you know, not your wall, not your, uh, you know, seed phrase, not your uh, coins, yes. in a similar way, not your um, you know, contract, Contracts. not your NFT. <laughs> Correct. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. And I think this is really uh, a game changer. And, and if you're saying it just take 15 minutes for artists, I think this will bring in a lot of artists from across the globe. Anybody who has an internet access can can now and uh, come and sell their NFT. So I, I really... Thank you guys are doing a, a fabulous job and I'll also definitely test test out your platform and uh, see this. So uh, as as we come on on the on the end of, of our uh, podcast, Divya, uh, I have two hypothetical questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number one is if I give you a, a time machine and if you could go back in time five years, ten years down the line, obviously I know you will purchase certain OG NFTs now, but what apart from that, is is what you would like to change? Is that is that your is that always what happens? I want to buy some Bitcoin. <laughs> Correct. No, apart from that, apart from from getting into FOMO, what what would you do? I think I would have. Um, I think I would have paid more attention to the blockchain space as not just as an analyst but as a developer because mm. I really believe I could have made much more of an impact 
even if I had gotten that early on, right? It's mm. 2017. If I had known the power of what I'm looking at uh, and understood the 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 concept of the non-fungible tokens, I think I could have done so much more uh, with the platform. And uh, I just feel like, oh wow, I I I was literally staring at it and not paying attention for a good you know three years or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, so, that's perfectly fine. At least I wrote a book in 2018, which was completely against digital currency. So, so you are definitely better than me. And then I changed my mind in 2020 and I publicly say that, yes, I changed my mind, but it is, it is a written format. So that's perfectly, I mean, I think we all are still very early in, in this uh, industry and, and probably what we are going to do will, will shape up the whole industry as, as you move forward. And uh, coming to my second question uh, in the same time machine, if you can, go back 10 years down the line where do you see nft where do you see your company where do you see yourself yeah so in terms of where i see nfts i think they are a game changer because while art must have really caught the imagination it's going to be utilities that's going to play out in the future it could be anything from uh, fractionalizing uh, real estate to art to some of the some brand new concepts we might even not know at this point, especially because the, as the as the metaverse matures, we'll see more sort of new sort of utilities come through the way, I suppose. And in terms of for us and for um, HQ NFTs, uh, I mean we really want to be the wicks. Or we are the wicks of uh, yeah. of NFTs. That's so a good, good, digital, good yeah. benchmark to have. Yeah. So the digital for for digital assets. So we want mm. to be able to democratize and get bring more people into the space. Mm. I'm always reminded of this conversation where you know um, between David Letterman and Bill Gates, where he says, "What is the internet?" And uh, now here we are, and he he tried to explain. Bill Gates tries to explain, but here we are, 20 years uh, or 30 years from then, and we know that some of the biggest uh, um, businesses are in the internet space, and now. Right. You know, it's the next revolution where you can see GPT-3 mm. and the metaverse mm. and the blockchain being the next uh, sort of leaders in the space of technology. And yes, yeah, so I feel that we want to be able to empower and enable people uh, within the blockchain and digital asset space. And that's how we see ourselves in the next uh, 10 years. Wow. I think that's that's really a, a, a great benchmark to have. And as you said, you want to be the VIX, which is sim- which is the simplest plug and play model, which yeah. which which lot of Web two developers have understood. So I wish you all the best, Divyan, and I hope uh, uh, in next ten years you you and your team also become the Google, Amazon, and Facebook of of Web three and oh. creating this this and uh, you helping a lot of people. And I really think that this is something which will actually bring a lot of revolution. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Voice of Crypto, and really thank you, thankful for you for your time here. Thank you so much for your time, Abhishek. It's really good to meet you. Yeah. Thank you.